1: All right, just after 9.30, continuing now with our uh, leadership candidate interviews, the second and final round of them. Uh, all of the UCP leadership candidates have been invited to join us, and uh, all of them did the first time around, and we're hopeful that all of them will again the second time around. Right now, uh, very pleased to welcome Brian Jean to the show. Uh, Mr. Jean, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining
2: us today. Shay, my pleasure, and I, I thought we got past Mr. Jean. Almost a decade ago, but please tell me, Brian, please. Old habits die hard. Um,
1: I want to start with what I think has become one of the most um, talked about moments in this campaign, and it was quite remarkable. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen it before. You and three of your campaign rivals coming together on one stage to denounce another candidate's policy, that being, of course, Daniel Smith's Sovereignty Act. Tell me how that moment came about? Were you behind the effort to get everybody uh, in the same place at the same time? How did it happen?
2: Well, it's no secret that, um, you know, I I called and talked to many of the candidates and talked to them uh, in relation to what was happening and where we were going. And, you know, my campaign has always been about autonomy for Albertans, but, you know, giving people more control over their lives. But during that process, I always tell them the truth. You know, I want to make people, Albertans, happier, healthier, more free and more prosperous. uh, The most of anybody in the world, and I think it's definitely possible. But, uh, you know, the Sovereignty Act uh, or the blank piece of paper that we've seen, we still don't know which Sovereignty Act is going to be proposed uh, or which one we will get. The unconstitutional version, which will be quashed by the courts and, frankly, won't go anywhere and will damage our Premier and our province. Uh, But, uh, you know, or the other one, uh, which is, uh, you know, a, a document that, frankly, will... Be meaningless. It's a non binding motion that is actually more dangerous because it will make people supporting it angry. And uh, when they see that they can't do anything about it except for say words, I just don't think it's going to help. And I don't believe that you should tell people you're going to do things that you cannot do. It is a formula that harms democracy. And I think people already have distrust enough for politicians, and we need to get them to trust us, not to distrust us. So I've raised my concerns. And now it is up to the voters. But uh, I think it's clear that I've called out and other candidates have called out something that is, frankly, a fairy tale. Um, and, of course, that's
1: that's the one side of the argument. And I, and I can't tell you how many texts I've already got some this morning from people saying it smells of desperation. It smells of fear. They're running scared. Are, are you concerned about where this race appears to be headed? I mean, we've still got almost a month to go.
2: We do. Uh, probably 30 to 50 percent of the people have already voted. But, um, you know, th- this does not reek of desperation. Uh, this reeks of... I don't want to, you know, clearly, let's just say that, you know, I don't want to make up things along the rise, and I never have. Um, This is not about anybody but Danielle. It's not about an anyone but Danielle thing. I mean, I've I've, uh, cleaned up Danielle's messes before. I know what it's all about. I was part, after the floor crossing, I had to go in and, and run for the leadership and then deal with all of that at the door. And I will tell you, there was a lot of disgusted Albertans at the door, and it was very difficult to explain to them that I wasn't part of that floor crossing. But this isn't, this is anything but tricking members thing this isn't personal against danielle it's not an anybody but danielle thing but i don't want to trick members and then not say anything and then come back in six months or eight months and they're going to be very angry because people are angry you go to rural alberta people are upset and angry because they feel that we're not getting a fair shake from ottawa and um you know that's why i proposed to follow the rules the rules of the constitution open up the, open up the constitution and let's have a let's have a discussion let's sit around the table and even she's admitted that. With the sovereignty act or whatever it is, um, sooner or later we're going to have to get to negotiations because that's the only thing. The only way things change is negotiations. Just like a bad marriage, just like a bad partnership. Let's get to the table and let's have a discussion and let's change things. And the other provinces are ready right now. They really, really are ready. Healthcare is a mess, and they know if it continues like this, it's uh, it's going to be frankly, provinces are going to go bankrupt. And they're going to turn the health care back over to the federal government because they're starving us on money. And that's why we need to go and have that discussion. We need to have the discussion of the pipeline ban. Just about every province has joined our appeal on the pipeline ban that the federal government has imposed because it's a clear jurisdictional issue and they have infringed on provincial jurisdiction. And that's why all the provinces are coming to the table. And that's what we need to do is come to the table and hold the federal government to account. Don't let them use our money to extort our behavior. Uh, let's Let's make sure that uh, we are united as provinces and, and we get a fair deal because all of us are in the same boat right now. We're very unhappy with Confederation.
1: I'm glad you bring up healthcare because I wanted to ask you. I mean, I think so much of this campaign has been dominated by the Sovereignty Act and some other issues need to, we need to talk about. And I'm glad you're bringing up healthcare. Let me, let me just put an example to you, a situation. And I'm sure you've heard the story in Calgary, a young man injured in a hockey practice. He spent 45 minutes lying on the ice before, um, the fire department came and helped him out. An ambulance was never sent because there were never one available. I mean, we've got, you know, frontline primary care concerns with healthcare. Shouldn't we be talking about that? And what's your plan to make that better if I need to go
0: see a doctor this weekend? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
2: Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Shay, you are absolutely right. I've said this time and time again. Every, everybody's dominated by a blank piece of paper. We don't even know what's going to be on it. It's all about talk and the posturing. Healthcare is falling apart. In my own riding, we've seen the hospitals close down for the weekend. That that means, you know, a population of 16,000 yeah. people don't have a hospital within any kind of range. The justice system, we have, you know, real crime is up 42%. Our education system is frankly not like it was. It's not number one in the world, and we need to get back to educating kids not talking about politics and politicizing their behavior and and what their expectation is. We need to get back to real classical education where our kids are number one in the world again. And let's talk about mental health for a second. Nobody's talking about it, but, you know, as a society, we need to talk about mental health. We need to make it part of our health care. We need to make it part of the health care formula so that we get people the health, the mental health care, so they can avoid the physical health care because, you know, mental health is a big issue right now. And we as a society just keep ignoring it and I think we have to make it a serious part of what we need to do for our healthcare system here in Alberta. And you know, we spend almost fifty percent of our budget on healthcare and it's climbing every single year. And our our outcomes are frankly very dismal compared to other countries in the world, other developed countries. It's very dismal and we pay more than anywhere else. So yes, I agree with you, Shay, let's get let's get past the piece of paper that's actually blank and we don't know what's gonna come forward. And let's talk about the things that really matter and let's talk about who's going to fix that. And you say you know. I lost my son to healthcare in Edmonton, yep. and um, you know I've I've owned a house ever since. I've been there ever since because I believe healthcare is a very very important issue and the number one issue for me in this campaign is healthcare, mental health, physical health, making sure that we get our hospitals open, making sure we have enough doctors, enough nurses, enough nurse practitioners, enough physicians assistants. I've promised this, and I have the most comprehensive healthcare plan uh, and platform out there, and it's uh, frankly years and years and years of looking at it, looking at what the federal government's requirements are, looking at what other provinces are doing, and, and frankly, looking at what the world's doing. Northern Europe has some great health care. They have, they have the ability for our seniors to stay at home and to save a ton of money, but more than that, get a better quality of life and better physical care for them. And there's so many opportunities. The, the Auditor General's report in 2017 laid out specifically what we need to do to fix our health care system. And what have we done? Nothing. It sits, on the, it sits on a shelf somewhere, and we haven't actually addressed the issue. And it's not money. It's all about behavior and operations and things that I'm good at setting up things that work. And I'm I will promise Albertans that if I do nothing else, uh, I will fix our healthcare system, mental healthcare system, our justice system, and make sure that. Education is number one again, and stays in the hands of parents.
1: Okay, Brian, I'll, I'll just go back to, to where, where we started, and I appreciate you um, talking about all those issues. I think they're all important. Um, but for example, this this kid lying on the ice for forty five minutes, and he's not the only one. We've seen pictures of people lying on the floor in the Misericordia ER garage um, this weekend. What? Do you, or, or, okay, or you're elected. Lot. You're the leader. Or, what do you do this weekend to make sure that that stops?
2: Um, immediately, enable our our uh, nurse practitioners. The legislative change so that 700 nurse practitioners can get out and rule Alberta and keep these hospitals open. Change the regulations so that we don't have all this red tape that requires all of these things that aren't real health care, that are just impractical steps on where we That's are great. right now and the expectation of AHS. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, I watched my son die for five months in the healthcare system, and it could have been avoided 100%. It is the system that is broken, and it's not the people, but we need to get more people. We need to look at opportunities for foreign credential recognition immediately. We need to train nurses that are already partially trained and ready to come to Canada. We need to get them into our schools and colleges right across Alberta that are empty right now, by the way, Portage College, um, you know, Keanu College there. They have space available for more nurses, for the ability for us to train people immediately. So there's no silver bullet, but I've got a lot of silver bullets that are part of um, the solution and they're there they're very they're very clear on facebook or brianjean.ca it lays out a very comprehensive health plan and we don't have to uh reinvent the wheel we just have to get yeah. a serious need of health care and one of the things we have to do is stop closing hospitals wherever they are stop closing them get the people in there get them ready and and shay we know right now that we pay more for health care than anybody else of course pretty much in the yeah. world yeah. and our outcomes are like dismal they're they're under the 30 as far as developed countries so we know we can fix it, but we need to fix it utilizing the people, the, the nurses, the doctors, the, the technicians, the nurse practitioners. We need to get them as part of the solution because they are the pillars of our community. And I think a lot of politicians think they're the enemy, and I don't get that because they're the people that set up our communities to make them communities and, and heal the sick. Um, we need to be respectful to them and make them part of the solution, not part of the problem. And I think that's something that has not been done properly, and, and that's why I keep saying the same thing, you know nurses doctors all of these people that work teachers included they are the pillars of our community and we have to respect them and we have to listen to them and we have to make them part of the solution going forward because they want what we want better healthcare, yeah. better education
1: yeah. better communities yeah um okay last one and then i'll let you out here same question i i'm asking all of the candidates should you not be elected leader do you stick around do you run in the next election uh do you become part of the team this is all about unity
2: it is about unity, and that's why I'm back. Uh, you know, a year ago, I made it very clear that we need to renew the party in order to be competitive against the NDP. I don't want to lose to the NDP. I saw what they did last time, and I think my town will be devastated. Our, our province will be devastated, and I don't think people see uh, clearly what, what took place. So it is about unity. I'm here to unify the party, and, and win or lose, I'm going to be staying um, to make sure that we beat the NDP in the next election. And, and that's what it's all about, clearly, because I think we have better policies um we have better principles and frankly we we search for better outcomes we just need to make sure we have the right leader in place and i believe i am that leader and that's why i'm asking people to vote number one on the ballot next week. me uh, at least keep me on the ballot vote the entire ballot like vote all seven people um i would ask people to put me in number one and put daniel smith at number seven because i think uh, the truth is that she would be a good part of the cabinet good part of the caucus but these kind of behaviors and these kind of signals from leaders are very damaging to the party and and frankly to the province
1: uh brian thank you so much for your time i appreciate you joining us as always sir